0: for premium coffee with real impact. And as always, that link is in the show notes. Happy coffee drinking, sisters, and let's just all agree that girls run the world. Welcome to OK Sis. We are two cultural observers and curious minds who happen to be related. I am Scout. And I'm Maddie. Get ready for some serious sororal energy as we chat about and comment on one another's current fixation of the week. OK, sis. Hello and welcome back to OK Sis. Hi, sisters. I'm Scout. I'm Mads, and we are the sisters behind OK Sis. We are, and we are now in Scout's super cute apartment. I know. Didn't we do a good job in with it? San Diego? Yes, it looks like something out of. Architectural Digest. Oh my god, you just made my day. I'm looking at this little succulent over there. Oh yeah, do you see how it's moving towards the sun? Isn't that cute? Oh my god, did it grow that way? Yeah, it's growing towards the sun, so it's wow. like slanted. Plants are alive. Um, Yeah, duh, we have so many plants in here. Adam's like a huge horticulturist, so... I love that word Well that's what he has. He used to work at the Horticulture lab at OCC Oh my god That's where he like Got all of his Like we have a Huge Interest. cactus In on our patio We have a little bonsai tree We have two other cactuses Eclectic mix We have an eclectic mix In here We got it going on A uh, collection Yes we have a collection You collect plants And he's the one That takes care of them I definitely don't do anything Oh I have Everything I have is fake Yeah it's a good idea Yeah And you can't even tell the difference, to be honest. You cannot tell one difference, and I do not have to worry about it at all, and it's going to last me the rest of my life. It's unbelievable. That's a genius idea. I know.
1: Little life hack.
0: If you want real cacti, come on over because we got a few going on here. OK, let's do the word of the week. <sighs> OK, so this week it is a Swedish word, which I thought was cool because on our episode with Natalie Suarez, we talked about how do you pronounce it? Yeah, we Kiga. still don't know. Don't I know. also like was looking it up and I saw the pronunciation and totally forgot about it now. I okay, think it's hyga hyga. Well, we're on a Swedish kick. So this week's word is fika and it means a moment to slow down and appreciate the good things in life. Oh, that is. Yes. That's something that we all need to work on. What do you like to slow down and appreciate? Mm. I would say for me, morning coffee in bed with my husband. Ah, isn't that cute? It's the best. I think. Um, I think just like slow down and appreciate like my meals. I think that's something that's really. I always am doing something else while I am eating. Yeah, it's important it's to, a really to eat good, mindfully. It's a really good practice to just eat. My boyfriend is really good at this, where he'll simply eat and savor the food and eat slowly and really take it in rather than like being on your phone or watching TV while you're eating. And mm-hmm. um, So that's something I would like to do. Um, but yeah, just, I guess, everyday movement. Just slow the fuck down. Yeah, it's nice when you have those little moments to yourself. Those moments usually come to me in the morning when I'm like, away kind of before I've had all my coffee I had like this little moment to myself which mm. I love so much yes beautiful yeah very I'm... very euphoric I like that yeah um oh a little update on my um aluminum free deodorant oh yeah quest how is that going quest. journey journey So, um, yes, I did schmitz a lot if uh, all of you guys were looking at my um, Instagram stories. But Bloom did DM us and they said that you are supposed to schmitz more than normal for the next two weeks as your body is adjusting. It is also not an antiperspirant. Is that a problem for you? Yeah. So, which is, okay, like maybe my body just needs to adjust so we'll see what happens in the next two weeks. But. It's not an anti schwitz deodorant. But does it preserve the odor? Yes. Yeah, so that's that's it what she says. She said, if you don't smell, then it's working. But if you're schwitzing, that's that's it your body's not, like detoxifying yeah, and it's also not an antiperspirant, so it, you're gonna sweat. And I was like, Ugh. Yeah, but you kind of need an antiperspirant. But I think that's what the aluminum does is yeah that's why it's so bad it's because it's blocking your sweat glands well let's see what happens in two weeks yeah if it works for you back. if it works for you in two weeks i'm gonna give it a try i will say the smell there is no smell oh that's so amazing. that's good i don't smell good i just don't smell okay, okay. do you know what i mean yeah, yeah yeah with my other one i like i smelled like flowers because yeah it was but i hate, hate the smell of deodorant oh my god the one i used to have was so fucking good but you know what um if this isn't just going to prevent me from cancer, then I'd rather do that. Yeah, let me try it. I'm, w- I'm going to wait a few more weeks to see how it's working with you. And then if you report back even better things, then I'll give it a try. Okay, great. I also heard that the Kopari natural deodorant is really good. It's supposed yeah. to be really effective. There's also another one called Mega Babe that people are obsessed with. She also has a boob sweat stick. I need and that. And a inner thigh chafing stick. No, I need the under boob sweat because I have huge boobs. Oh my God, wait scout you need to get you watch shark tank yes I watch shark did tank. you watch that girl that has the titty towel yes you need no that. I don't need getting it getting it because I though. don't sweat after I shower so I don't really like I understood it but like I don't need it I don't sweat after I shower oh I am sweating for hours after I shower oh, I never do so but I don't, I don't have it. like giant tits like those girls so like I don't really get it And I never wear a bra so I like need under boob sweat protection maybe you need this titty towel no, just wear it under your shirt it's too bulky you can see it under your shirt it's way too I'm bulky joking, but like just you know what we're gonna we're gonna get it for you oh great and <laughs> i want to see you oh my wearing God, it no. your house is all glass windows. windows and everyone's gonna see your titty towel okay well we can just <laughs> skip right past that please Oh, my God. (laughs) Anyways. um, Okay, so this episode, we talked to our good friend, Ariana Berlin. She has the most inspiring story. Maddie and I were in awe when she was telling it. Like, I literally was almost in tears. Yeah, it's pretty mesmerizing and gripping. She went through so much. She got into a major car accident, which changed the course of her life. She was on course to be an Olympian gymnast. Mm -hmm. Um, And her story is just a comeback story. Like, what she's been able to accomplish since that car accident is so inspiring yeah it's very inspiring she's an incredibly gritty person which is probably one of my favorite characteristics and that i find v- in people very polymathic oh yeah dude she's probably the most polymathic of po- all yeah she really that is. we've had on the podcast the amount so of far. interests and things she's yeah. like excelled at she was is just insane. like oh yeah and then i i just like took a sommelier class because i like wine i'm like what f- what do you have time to do all this i know she's like and then i was a film minor so then i was like traveling the world with the soccer team uh, u.s soccer i was like what is going on? There's just I so know. many different little buckets of her life and it's fascinating. It's a really good episode. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Yes. Um so listen on, stay humble, be inspired. Do we want to do a little pop culture update? Oh yeah. Um so probably you guys know Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas got married. What Scott did you Mary? think of her dress? Which one? The one that she wore off. the, the ceremony, one? yeah. I mean, she's beautiful, obviously. Yeah, I didn't really like the high neck thing, but I loved the train. Oh my god! That oh yeah, was unbelievable! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It took that like eight was. people to handle that train. I want, I want that type of. I want like all the attention on me. I want the biggest train. I want that. I thought it was interesting that everybody in the ceremony was standing and not sitting the whole time. Yeah. Oh, I, how do you know? Because I watched the video. Oh, dear God. (laughs) Oh, for once, I'm up to date again. Well, I watched a little bit of the video, but I'm just so un interested in this story. I think it's a publicity stunt in my opinion. I know, but we also have to be a little respectful. I know we read the blinds and it's all supposed it's like an arranged marriage and yada yada. But it seems like I feel like the only reason why I feel like it's not is because they went so full on out. Like they had a whole weekend celebration. They had an engagement party. They had a bridal shower. Well look at what she's getting now. Cover of American Vogue. Yeah. Um just like all these things. But um. No. The Cut wrote an article about it being fake, and then Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner retweeted and was like, "This is disgusting! Like, how could you guys ever write something about this? Like, oh, are we so assholes?" In love, da, da, da. Yeah, but I mean, it depends if you just let, if you believe conspiracy theories or you don't is what it comes down to. I right don't know. Now. I'm kind of in the middle. Like one day I think it's fake, and the next day I think it's real. me too. I mean, from seeing. The video and seeing, like, their Vogue video, which, like, was kind of awkward. The one where they, like, answer questions about one another. Oh, I didn't another. see that one. Oh, it's a little weird. It's a little... It's a little lock. Hmm. Okay. A little okay. unsettling. But, anyways... So maybe it's fake. Um, I just mourn mourn my first uh, love celebrity crush. Yeah, you I were was a Joe like, the girl, The Jonas Brothers. Well, I was the girl like outside of their hotels, waiting for them to oh come out. Remember when they were, weren't? They in New York, and we went outside their hotel, and waited for them. Okay, and I, I made I, you and mom do it with me. Oh my god, that was crazy! Like that's how much I was obsessed with them. I went to their concert and cried the entire time. I was front row. I was too old for the Jonas Brothers. Yeah, you missed you missed it by a couple years. Um, I was definitely I was definitely too old too. Like I think I'm I okay. was. I think I'm okay with not being. It was embarrassing. I remember I left. I didn't go to my freshman year high school homecoming because I went to a Jonas Brothers Oh my counselor. god, that's ridiculous. Although my friend Micah and I, um, one of our favorite songs to sing is Year Three Thousand. I know you guys love that song. That's we love worst that song. One. I know it's the worst the song best they've one ever is written. Love bug. That is the best. That's a good Jonas song. Runger I'll song. give it to you. I'll give it to you. i I'm speechless, oh, over the edge. I'm just breathless. Look at your voice. I never had, with my sickness. I never you little cutie. A, uh, okay, again. I'm gonna go listen to that song again because I I'm like that song. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> we're good. We're good. Thank you. Thank you for that. We can now move on. Oh my god. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, you guys are really going to enjoy this episode. It's a very yes. inspiring one, as we said earlier, and I think you guys are going to be mesmerized by her incredible story. She has a freaking movie after her life, which yeah, is guys, insane. I mean, get your shit together. Yeah, why has no we we one made a movie about our life yet, Mads? Because <sighs> we haven't done anything yet. Yes, we have. The w- the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. I love that. <laughs> okay, enjoy, <laughs> sisters. Enjoy. Ariana Berlin is a gymnast, dancer, and producer in Los Angeles, California. Ariana survived a devastating car accident in 2001, where the course of her life changed dramatically. From gymnastics, she moved on to dance. From dance, she got back into gymnastics. Her career as a gymnast at UCLA was also made into the film Full Out, where her dancing and gymnastic worlds worlds collided. Now, she works as a producer and editor at Fox Sports. Ariana is strong, smart, and beautiful, and her story is an incredibly inspiring one. Without further ado, Ariana Berlin. What's up, guys? Hey, girls. Yay. Thanks okay. so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming it's on. Awesome. A little backstory: We've known Ariana probably since we were, like, two Yeah, or, or three. Or born. How old were born. Yeah. Yeah. When you guys we were born. W- when you were in the womb. Yeah, probably. Yeah, We're, sure. We've been family friends forever, so it's kind of exciting to get I know, because I feel like I haven't sat down and just kind of I know. picked your brain about everything. You
1: just danced at my wedding and had some oh great, my God. you know, that was tequila so shots.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you need lots of tequila shots. That was such a good yeah, wedding. Oh, my God. Um, um, go okay, ahead. so before we get into everything about you, let's do a round of current fixations. Okay. Scoutala. Okay, so I hope I'm pronouncing this woman's name right. It's Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Um, she won the Democratic primary for the House of Representatives in New York. She beat Joe Crawley, who served for 10 terms. Uh, her campaign was, like, super grassroots. She did all the fundraising herself. And why she's my current fixation this week is because she's going to be the youngest woman slash person to ever serve in Congress in the history of the United States. Get Wait, what does she look like? She's beautiful. She's is she literally like a really young, like yes. hot looking yes. woman? Yes, I know exactly she who you're talking about. She is gorgeous. Her style's on point, And I'm just so into her. She's the only thing I'll say is she's a socialist Democrat, which I don't go that far down the Democratic hmm. line. Um, but it's just cool to see not only like the youngest person being elected, but that it's a woman mm-hmm. you know what I mean and that, and that she like, beat someone so yeah um, so established, yeah. yeah, that's awesome um so I just recently stumbled upon her. Instagram is super cool too um if you have a chance, go follow her um when a coworker of mine introduced me to her, and I was like, this is a really inspirational story, and i'm she's she's a Isn't badass she, um she's some sort of minority as well I yeah, I think assume. Latin America yeah, yeah, okay, I awesome. think like, don't don't quote me on that yeah, one though. Boy. Uh yes, love that. Yeah, good she's one. amazing. She's good. Amazing. One. Okay, so mine is not as profound, but my current fixation right now is dairy free eggnog. So oh my God, little backstory. Uh, of course, there's such a thing. We live in 2018. Okay, you're right. You're right. Um, so ever since middle school, I have been obsessed with eggnog because my best friend knows. You're Jewish. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm obsessed with Christmas, and I don't. Even, oh, I'm like okay. more obsessed okay. with Christmas. I don't think than she's Christians. ever even celebrated Christmas. Though. No, never. You're just obsessed with like everything. I'm obsessed with the commercial aspect of Christmas and so the music.
1: So. And what? And the music. Yes.
0: <laughs> oh, the music. Yeah. Oh, yes. I okay, guess. So. I start listening to Christmas music like after Halloween. Like I'm obsessed. Um. Anyway, so. My best friend Noah and I used to binge watch Wondery Hill during our Christmas breaks, and we would just go to Starbucks and get the eggnog lattes because they're just, like, so cozy, and they feel like you're literally drinking Christmas. Um, but now that my stomach is just, you know, really fucked up, I can't <laughs> drink – it can't take the heaviness of, like, the eggnog. So Whole Foods has a dairy-free eggnog with coconut milk. You guys are looking to spice up your coffee. Does Starbucks have it or no? No. Uh, um, maybe you can get – uh, Maybe, I don't know. Can you tell the difference, though? You can tell the difference. You can, yeah, because it's not as heavy. It's like, so it's in a good way. Yeah, it's in a good way. It's okay. still very, very sweet. So I, I can't have too much because it's just like it shocks your system. But, but it just tastes like nutmeg and super cozy to start your morning I don't morning think I've ever had an eggnog latte. I mean, I can only get the tall size because it's too much. It it's much. Much. It's literally feels like you're eating a, a cake. Huh. I think
1: I had eggnog, uh, eggnog once for my neighbors across the street, and that was when I was probably seven years old. And I don't <laughs> think I've ever had it again. I don't Wait, think I've ever you had had it with? Either. Because it's
0: typically supposed to be an alcoholic drink. No, it oh, definitely was really? not an It is? Yeah. I've never heard yeah. of that. Me what, neither. What are you guys talking about? We're just Jewish yeah. people. Yeah, right that's that's true. True. I mean, <laughs> eggnog eggnog <laughs> is traditionally like a holiday cocktail. I mean- not the eggnog is part, but it has it goes in with like vodka or something. Egg, eggnog cocktail. It's disgusting, but like they brought in the eggnog part with like the nutmeg and the cinnamon into a latte, so it's like mm.
1: you can have okay, it. we'll
0: get an eggnog latte. By the way, have you
1: done like a twenty three and Me? Because I'm one hundred percent Ashkenazi Jew. Really? That's how, hilarious. How's that possible?
0: My my <laughs> husband's mom did it, and she's yeah. also a hundred percent Ashkenazi crazy. Jew. What do you That's mean? How is that possible? That makes sense. <laughs> Like how are you one like thoroughbred yeah. of
1: one thing? I mean, I get it that it's like all like Eastern European mm-hmm. countries and Very kind of connected. like so, yeah, but I just thought that that's was so crazy weir- Not even a percentage of me was anything like surprising or different.
0: I well, we but do how it. is how is the Judaism in your blood? That was what I don't understand. Like why can't they say hundred percent
1: Eastern European? Yeah, I, that that's the other thing. It's like is judaism a nationality is it a is ju- it in is your it blood yeah is, is it, it dna that, that was confusing know. to me too anyways i digress
0: um ours would be really all over the place well because our mom's adopted and we don't know, we where, we don't she don't know where she from. came from yeah ours would Ooh, be all that over would be the place. really we should do interesting it. i don't think i knew that yeah yeah, yeah she's she's babe adopted. is adopted wow okay my grandma thought that she couldn't have kids so she adopted too and then she got pregnant for her third <laughs> Yeah, no that's way. insane. Yeah. I f- I always forget about that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, crazy. Okay, Anyways, your turn. Okay, your turn. Okay.
1: So, food and wine is my current and constant uh fixation. Yes. Um I'm always on every single food blog you can think of. I got my like uh W set course certi- certification, which is like What's that? A sommelier certification Ooh. in level 2 wow um, so it was like a five-week course three hours a week of just pure bliss and drinking wine and learning the culture and it was just absolutely incredible oh, i amazing. was just in napa a couple of weeks ago and it's like my uh, i would retire there tomorrow if mm-hmm. i could um yeah, yeah you're you're I'm super so into in wine yeah and well, I mean, when did this start uh i mean i started liking wine when i was younger you know obviously after 21 wink, wink, (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) but I really started getting into it probably about like five years ago. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. Because before, it's like you just drink it to get drunk, and you don't really care about the quality, and you don't, like, understand it. And then once you can maybe afford a nicer bottle or a nicer glass, you're like, huh, Mm -hmm. this tastes a little different. And I feel like there's a progression. Like, when you're in college, you're drinking, like, white Zinfandel, and it's super sweet, and that's, like, delicious to you. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, okay, wait, this is kind of gross. Now let's try something new and different, and it kind of evolves. And then I just started reading about it and tasting, and I made a friend who was a a sommelier at one of the restaurants in Beverly Hills. And we got really close and he taught me, you know, everything he knew. And I threw multiple like wine parties
0: at my house Um, and we would do blind tastings. That's so cool. Um, So it's just been. How many glasses of wine a week do you drink? Oof. I don't know. I I mean,
1: Um, mm,
0: we'll say one
1: to two a night. So seven to 14. Okay. Oh, yeah. That that you're bad? a wine no. No, okay. no, you're not an alcoholic. You're not an alcoholic. Don't worry. I'm a, I'm a, yeah.
0: You I'm drink it, you drink it for you're pleasure, though. Like when I drink, yeah, sure. when I drink okay. wine, it's like, yeah, I'm a clinical wino. We'll exactly. Call it. There we there go. go right. I like that. Wait, but I want to talk about the food aspect because, like, I, I consider myself somewhat of a foodie yeah. in LA, but you are like a whole other level. So tell me, I don't, this is way too vague. Tell me your favorite Italian restaurants in LA. Ooh,
1: Italian. Okay. Well, one that's really close to my heart is Medeo. Mm, okay. Um, because my husband proposed the night we went there. And <gasps> it's just an LA classic. It's, yeah. It's and it's amazing. just like so authentic and delicious and just like screams old LA, mm-hmm. which is just amazing um have you been to felix i have been to felix scopa delicious oh i haven't been to scopa, Love scopa. okay there's actually um this place right kind of close to where i live it's called carmines and it's been there mm. forever and it's like this tiny little dimly lit amazing place everyone who's worked there has been there for like oh 10 God. to 20 years like wow. the bartender steve the, the waiter's mike and like you walk in there and it's just family and they just the, the wine keeps flowing, I don't even ask and it's filled to the top and oh it's Oh my just, god. You know, such a homey Italian, it in Century City. Yeah.
0: Amazing. Is that where you live day. in Century
1: City? Maybe, maybe not. Oh okay. yeah, we don't wanna Sorry. disclose Sorry. people are gonna
0: Oh, What a good fixation. Yeah. I, mean, I could talk about food all I, I love know. I love LA. I love the food here. It's the turnaround is incredible. I mean yeah. how many r- new
1: restaurants. Like every every week I'm getting like an eater, infatuation, yeah, yeah. Thrillist update. Totally. And I'm like, yes. Yeah, I'm let's like, go. I know.
0: I'm I'm always, always looking for new restaurants. Okay. It's amazing.
1: Most current favorite restaurant go. Me?
0: Yeah. Turning it around. Yeah. Wow, this yeah, this was oh god. Sorry, I didn't prep <sighs> for this. <laughs> um, what have I tried recently? Um, I tried. Um, You're like, what's your go-to? Yeah, that's oh a good god. one. God, okay, my go-to. I mean, in West Hollywood, I love. Like Laurel Hardware yeah. or cool Isabel, I, I love to go to. Those are fun spots. Yeah, so like really I also <laughs> like a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> I also like. I like the. I like vibes. I I like the. She yeah, likes yeah, I, I feel that. But, I, but like Italian, I, I'm I, if I go out, I usually go out for Italian. So like, obviously, John and Vinny's is my Oof, number one, yeah, number one. So good. Um, Osteria Mozza or like Mozza Pizzeria. Ooh, I'm going um, there soon. Oh, Ooh, so I think I've only good. been there once. You've never been to the Osteria Moza because okay. dad took me there um, so and much. Nancy Silverton was actually there uh. and I, I actually started crying and I was like, <laughs> dad, I was like, oh my God, that's, that's, sh- that's Nancy. Like I, Oh, so I'm you watch all those out. shows, like all the... Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. I'm obsessed. Yeah, so same. my dad, dad, I was like, dad, do not bother her. Like, she doesn't like when people come up to her. He obviously gets yeah, obviously, up, Lee. Goes, <laughs> goes up to her, and he's like, my daughter's here. She loves you. And I, and she comes over to the table and takes oh a photo God. with me. I'm like crying. Oh I'm just God. like, That's you're an L.A. staple. I love you. Anyway, so...
1: Well, by um, the way, shout out to your guys' dad, Lee, because he is like my wine provider. Whenever I go yeah. over to your guys' like family events, he... He always takes a photo of the wine that he's going to open for me that night. And it's always like an incredible bottle like Dominus or something Mm -hmm. like that has just been aged for like 10 plus years. And it's like he's been waiting to drink it and he saves it. And then I come over and he's like, Come here and he you guys don't even know this. No, we don't. And We're not pretty oh, yeah, He gets me the like, secret. Yeah, he gets me
0: like the and ch- he like cheap stuff. Brings
1: me downstairs to where your guys' is, like cellar yes. is. Mm-hmm. And we open it down there, we pour it, we aerate it, and oh then we go upstairs God. and try and like make sure it mixes in with all the other wines so oh, no one's, like,
0: oh <laughs> running after God. it. That is oh, amazing. I Every know. now and oh then God. we will share a really nice wine with me, and he always gives me the, like, this is just for you and me kind of yeah, talk. I love that. Don't I mean, spread this around. I mean, that's what he and I do with whiskey. So, like, I just started getting really into whiskey, and I feel like I got him into whiskey because it was, like, I think you did get him into yeah, whiskey. Yeah, I think he, like, just – wanted to feel like he was part of the crew so like <laughs> he he got a, into whiskey and him and i have like our special bottles that like because oh, he'll put cool. he'll put out the ones that everyone can drink or whatever but we have our little special bottle that we'll only take out when it's just him and i it's, uh, it's yeah, really well special. i need a yeah. i know you, yeah, need, well, you need a tequila. situation with lee. you need a tequila or something healthier yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or just like not I mean, alcohol something. i want to drink with lee lee you're listening yeah. dad Let's get on it. Can we get a phone in? <laughs> 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 I love it. Okay, so let's talk about you. I'm so excited. So let's start from the beginning. Yep. How did you get into gymnastics? And talk about like the level of uh, of expertise you were at because right. you were going to go to the Olympics, right? Wasn't that, was g- that was the plan? I mean, yeah. that
1: was definitely the track. So I started when I was three, and I think I was just had a ton of energy. My mom, re- my parents, are just like we got to tire this girl out. Yeah. And I know my older cousin was in gymnastics. So I kind of like fell into that, did the mommy and me classes. And I was just a daredevil. And I just always wanted to try things. And I think I progressed at a pretty quick rate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was, I was, I think I was even too young to like start team or, or whatever age you had to be like to jump to that next level. And, you know, I was just always, I, I was always the driving force. I was always the one that was just loving it. But my parents always made sure that I was at a gym that was going to take me to that next level so that I was always progressing and I wasn't just in it, you know, to waste energy, but actually to to get better and, and make something of it. And, you know, since I was really young, I want to say, you know, nine years old, um, the gyms in San Diego just weren't to the caliber that were going to get me to that next level. And my, my parents were like, okay, you know, it's time to find a gym that's going to, is going to do that. And that gym happened to be in Orange County. So, you know, we're from San Diego and that's a really long drive. I yeah. mean, it's an hour and a half each way. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have other girls that were carpooling with us at that time. So literally, I mean, I was in, I think fourth grade when I started this fourth or fifth grade. And my mom would take me out of the San Diego Jewish Academy mm-hmm. at, uh, I think, like, right after lunch or maybe, like, the period right after lunch or something. And pull me out of school early four days a week, drive me to Orange County for a s- five- to six-hour practice, drive me back down, oh, wow. and I would go back to school. And that happened for for six years. Wow. wow. Go so Sue, your mom. That's Super amazing. mom. Like, who does that? That's crazy. Seriously. And it worked. I mean, I was progressing. I was getting better. You know, obviously, we we jumped gyms here and there just to find the better coaching, the better fit um, for me. And, you know, um, yeah. So I was then, I guess, 14 years old. And um, I was I had just finished competing level 10. And I was now training for the elite level Mm -hmm. Uh, the elite level is the Olympic level. So that was the plan. I'm like, I'm going to the Olympics and then I'm going to UCLA. So I had, like, a bunch of teammates um, growing up that went to UCLA, and they were kind of just people I looked up to. Mm. Do they Um, have, like, a
0: really good gymnastics program? Insane, like
1: one of the best in the country. Wow. So we've won now seven national championships, um, and that's just huge. Mm. So I I knew, because the people I looked up to all went there, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go to the Olympics, and then I'm going to go to UCLA, and it's going to be great. And, you know, I – at that point, my mom and I had switched gyms to Temecula, to a gym in Temecula. Mm. But our life for six years was in Orange County. So Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, am I? Ar- I'm already getting into the. No, the get into it. it. Okay. Oh, okay. yeah. Get yeah. It. OK. So Thanksgiving weekend um my mom and I were like okay you know we always go shopping on uh, shopping on Black Friday and Mm -hmm. whatever and we're like okay let's go do like a girls weekend up in Orange County we'll get our hair done where we always get it done we'll shop around Fashion Island and we'll just do like a mommy and you know me kind of day Mm -hmm. so I don't remember that morning I don't remember waking up I don't remember being in a car I don't remember anything I woke up um in the hospital at the Children's Hospital of Orange County and my dad was sitting in the chair, um, across from me. I was in a hospital bed and he was just like, started explaining what happened. And I had no idea what happened. And he's just starts saying, are you know, you were in a, you were in a car accident. Um, you've been in an induced coma for the last five days. This is the oh. first time you're, you're awake. Um, you know, I had blankets on me. I didn't see any. I couldn't really see what I, h- my injuries were. And he started explaining. He's like, you broke both of your legs. You already had a surgery on one of your leg legs. Um, they, they inserted a titanium rod into your femur as an emergency operation. And uh, you broke your wrist, ribs, collarbone, both of your lungs collapsed. So you have oh chest tubes coming out of your your chest, your sides of your chest. And and then he's like, and and your mom's okay? And I'm like, Wait, what, what? Who? Mom was in it? where were we? He's like, yeah. you were in Orange County. Was it on the way up or on the way back? Like I just wow. had, I had no idea. And meanwhile, I mean the whole time I, w- so I was in the int- intensive care unit mm. and my dad didn't want my mom to know, you know, that I was on a ventilator and he didn't want her to see me. He didn't want her to freak out. So he just told her like, you can't see her, you can't see her. And I remember the first time I saw my mom and she was wheeled in, in a wheelchair and for some reason, I didn't have a single scratch on my face, which was really weird. Mm-hmm. I was broken everywhere else. But if you looked at my face, you'd be like, oh, okay, you're fine. Except mm-hmm. I had a massive, massive knot in my hair that literally took probably 24 hours of man man hours to, to knot out that hair and get it back. Really weird. Really Anyways, weird, but yeah. when they wheeled my mom up, you know, she, her face was, you know, really, really scratched up and her eye was bloodshot. And it was just like, whoa, mm-hmm. we... It, that's kind of when it hit me. Like, wow, like this, this really happened. Like something pretty bad just went down. Mm. And then the recovery process was obviously a tough one. You know, it's, you know, we were both in wheelchairs. I just remember going to the mall, and my dad having to like pick us both up out of the car, oh. put us in our wheelchairs, <laughs> and then we both progressed to walkers, mm. and then we both progressed to crutches, and then we start walking. And I mean, it was it was a process, and. You know, the whole time, I don't think it had hit me whether or not I was going to be able to do gymnastics again. Mm. And I remember them, the doctor saying, like, I might have to get an ACL surgery. So at this point, I had already had, I think, f- two surgeries. Mm-hmm. So I had to have a surgery on my other on my other knee because I had lateral ligaments that were torn. But then after that recovery, then they, they thought I was going to have to get ACL surgery. And when I went to the doctor, that's when the doctor was like, I, I don't think – gymnastics is in your future and hearing those words because I'm the most positive optimistic person you'll probably Mm -hmm. ever meet and like even if I it's definitely bad I don't I I see good Mm -hmm. you know like there's a there's like the smallest percentage that it might be okay Mm -hmm. and when he said that I like a doctor a person of authority who knows what he's doing is telling me that that's probably not going to happen I just I broke down for the first time in that Mm -hmm. in that doctor's office and then you know thankfully my mom was always so you know there's like there's the moms that force your their kids to do something because they're good at it and like I told you before I was always like the force mm-hmm. that you know I want you to drive me to Orange County cuz I want to get better it's not like my and my dad would always say if you don't want to go I'm not going to have your mom drive drive you yeah, like it's, the, a lot. What, it's all yeah. this time and energy and and you don't want it fine that's mm-hmm. fine we don't have to do it but she also really wanted me to have a well-rounded life. And, you know, from such a young age, being taken out of school and not really having your your typical social life for so many years, my mom wanted me to find other passions. Mm-hmm. And I always had a passion for dance. So I, when I was 13, I, just a year before the car accident, My mom made a deal with the coaches that they were not happy about that every Thursday she would take me out an hour early of practice, drive me down from Temecula, which was still an hour drive, Mm -hmm. straight to hip hop class. And I would take a hip hop class every single week. And I think that was so important for so many reasons. Like Mm -hmm. when I lost everything in gymnastics, I had dance. You know, when I couldn't flip or bounce or jump or, you know, pound on my leg because I was in so much pain, I could dance. And so when the, the recovery process to, tr- to at least try and go back to gymnastics was probably going to take a little bit longer, mm-hmm. I just started dancing. And I was on this troupe called Future Shock, which was like a 18 and younger dance troupe. I was actually on it before the accident and then came back after the accident. And then, you know, when I thought that I was getting stronger, I tried to go back to gymnastics And I was just in so much pain. So when you have a titanium rod in your femur, bone has some sort of give. A rod does not. Mm. So that bone to rod pounding all the time, it just zinged all the way up my leg. Mm. I I could do very limited reps. And I just wasn't able to progress the level that I had before. And I just, I kind of lost my passion for it. Mm. And so... That was a really difficult decision obviously but I I quit gymnastics and I just started focusing on dancing full time. And life is so crazy and (laughs) you just never know who's going to come in and out of your life and the opportunities you get and you really have to seize those opportunities and one of those life changing opportunities was when I was dancing for, so then I I auditioned for Culture Shock which is the 18 and over troupe. I was 15 Mm. and I I think I was one of the youngest that they let on the troupe. And, I mean, everyone was 18 to 30. So, I was around, you know, an older group of people that were just so talented. And, like, they took me in like I was their younger sister. And they were just family instantly. And through dancing on that troupe, we got hired at SeaWorld to do, like, this... Oh, I remember that. Summer yeah. night stuff. Yeah. So... Remember when I said that, like, it was Olympics, then UCLA? Mm-hmm. Well, the choreographer and director of this SeaWorld show was Miss Val, Valerie Field, head coach of UCLA Gymnastics. Wow. So, so I'm like,
0: yeah.
1: so I walk into this, I'm like, oh, my God, that's Miss Val. <laughs> and I'm like, this is insane. And at that point, you know, Gymnastics was already off the table. And I was just like, this is just cool, you know. I I'm, I get to dance for her and perform for her because she was never she was never a gymnast. She w- came from a dance background, mm-hmm. so she choreographed and directed this show that encompassed gymnasts, um, rhythmic gymnasts, hip hop dancers, percussionists, and she put together this whole production. Mm-hmm. And so I danced for her that that summer. The next summer, we were we were hired back, and I. Went up to my dad, and I don't know if I actually believed that I could do this or what it was, but I just blurted out, like, Dad, what if I, like, asked Miss Val if I could be a part of the UCLA program? Like, what if I went back to gymnastics? Yeah. And at that point, my dad's like, you know, R, like, you've been out of it. You were, you were pretty sure about being done with the sport and moving on. And, you know, with your injuries and stuff, he's, he's like, you know, if you really want to do that, all you have to do is ask. Just go mm-hmm. up to and ask. So this was when I was 16. I was going into my junior year of high school, and it was the very last day of rehearsals before Val was going back up to LA, and the show was going to kind of run on its own. And I remember so vividly. I just walked up to her, and I was just like, "Miss Val, it's been my dream to be a UCLA gymnast and to be coached by you." Side so by the way, let me take it back one more step. Val had recognized me as that as that. Young g- up and coming gymnast that had mm-hmm. gotten in the car accident, so she oh, knew okay. my history. She, okay. she, knew I was too young to be recruited at that time, but she knew my story. She knew who I was. She recognized me, so she knew that that was in my past. Mm-hmm. And I was break dancing in the show, so it kind of all came together. So when I d- came up to her, there was some context to to me, just not just some random dancer random being like, guy. "Hey, uh, I, I can do gymnastics too." Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was like, you know, it's been my my dream to be a part of the UCLA program to be coached by you, like. I don't know what I'm capable of doing today, but I will go back tomorrow if you'll let me have an opportunity to be a part of your program. She, she asked me if I, if I needed a scholarship. I said, nope, I, I would love to just walk on. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, I've seen your work ethic with your director, um, our, our dance choreo- choreographer and director, and she's like, I would take you on just for that. Wow. And that was the beginning of, like, this incredible journey. So, like, that week I got back into the gym, I decided I was going to graduate school, high school a year early. Mm. So in eighth grade, I homeschooled um, for gymnastics. So we were were training twice a week, um, like seven and a half hours a day, six days a week. So I was able to do my high school classes. And then I also did homeschool classes simultaneously for my junior and senior year. Graduated early, walked on the team. Uh, Ended up competing in the all-around after, I want to say, a couple meets. Um, She offered me a full-ride scholarship after my freshman year Mm, um, for my remaining years. And um, I'm trying to think. And then nationals, I placed – nationals of my senior year, so my last meet, Mm. I placed fourth in the nation.
0: Oh, my God. So, so this is like Wow. I've mean, <laughs> so many questions. We've been we've been able to sort of witness this entire thing. I remember the exact day you got into that car accident. I remember where I was, who told me. I I remember it th- it will always stand out to me. I I was pretty young. h you're like what, four years older than me, I think. I think I was Eight. like nine when it happened. Okay. Um yeah. that makes sense. so we've been kind of viewing this from a bird's eye view this entire time your whole life but to hear you recount your story like that is so inspiring and absolutely insane yeah. um which I is mean, why they made a movie about you yeah. but <laughs> that's that's we'll get into. Nice but part. it's just like i think the the common trend throughout your life has been this like perseverance and this an insane work and ethic this, yeah like as that as miss val said mm-hmm. this work ethic which kind of shh kind of outweighed all of the trauma. like it seemed like you were never going to give up you know it just like it was okay now it's dance now it's like it's just like you never gave up and that's i mean (laughs) oh my god yeah i mean
1: thank god for my parents you know they were always so supportive oh my god and yeah i mean look when you get opportunities in life Mm -hmm. and you think that there's something there like you better take them Mm -hmm. before they Mm -hmm. go Mm -hmm. and you know i i'm pretty much like a yes person in life like i i have i want to experience anything and everything Mm -hmm. and that's just always how i've lived my life yeah and it's like oh Really, like you're going to take a chance on someone that you have no idea can do anything for your program. You don't really know me that well. Mm-hmm. We, we definitely had a connection because I think we both had that dance background and the gymnastics kind of background. But for her to just be like, yep, let's mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. What, it do you, what does that? What
0: do you think drew you? Like, What do you think kept you coming back? to either dance or gymnastics and like what what was that inside you because like no one works that hard at something especially that young that young and taking off time and it's exhausting not having a social the normal social yeah like so what do you think like what did you love and what do you still love about the sport and about dance totally i mean there's something to be said about working
1: so so hard and the rewards you get out of it you know like Mm -hmm. the, the, the the days that I remember, especially in collegiate gymnastics are like the ones that were the hardest and like knowing you can get through that, how accomplished you feel when you do that. It's like, Mm -hmm. I was putting in the hours of training hard, so hard, you know, giving up a social life, giving up hours that I could have been at home with my friends and family. Mm -hmm. But look what I was getting. I was like a top gymnast. I was, I was, you know, like winning things and like, you know, progressing and moving up in levels and like, There's, there's some, there's a sense of accomplishment there. Mm -hmm. And the sport is like, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, you're coordinated and you're strong and you're graceful. Like there's so many just cool qualities in gymnastics Mm -hmm. that I think just permeate through like normal life too. Like being confident and, and have being in control of yourself and your body Mm -hmm. and time management, like all these things. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just love that. And, and dance is just my soul
0: <laughs> yeah like ever since i remember I was you i remember you used to teach us when i was a you did that you taught, you taught like an that after school that was so embarrassing we yeah. would we would come over after the jewish academy me and adam wrecked shout out Adam. Wrecked, <laughs> <laughs> and we were so weird and young and we would just do hip-hop in your backyard oh my god I, good times totally i, I just I think, remembered that i think when I, Oh my gosh, Justin Mayo, be, oh your yes, 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 dance your you.
1: cousin and I yes. were in the fourth grade talent show at the San Diego Academy. Got honorable mention, holler. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and like we had, um, actually, a hip hop dancer who was who was actually in culture shock years ahead of us. Come over once a week oh to teach God. private lessons to Justin and I. Oh my Just God. because we both love dancing, he was a great. He dude. was. He went really with me to hip hop class oh all the time. My God. Yeah, he's I a really good dancer. I remember
0: you taught us to dance to "Cry Me a River" by Justin Timberlake, oh my God, and I literally stop. will whenever I hear that song I think about that <laughs> moment. Did somebody film that? Because I want to oh see my records would, of yeah, that. I wish I remember the choreography. I would pay so much money to, to see watch that. I was probably wearing like our PE uniform. Like, yeah, yes. So bad. Okay, so all of this, this has happened to your life and then someone comes to you and says hey we want to make a movie out of your life
1: yeah how did that happen how did that happen
0: like tell us everything okay so
1: what i found out after the fact so i get a call random call from a guy who's you know i'm from san diego i live in san diego i heard your story through mutual friend of your dad's i'll get into that in a second and she explained to me you know your story and i he he does a lot of like disney-esque films come back feel good kind of stories and he's like I'm trying to do a series of films that have to that are based on a real story and that are come back and just like feel good inspirational stuff he's like so I want to make a movie about your life I'm like (laughs) ha (laughs) mm-hmm yeah (laughs) sure you're like okay uh, okay mister uh, what was your name (laughs) you know and you know so basically the connection was my dad went to high school with this girl who ended up being the VP of of regional networks I think of NBC Mm -hmm. And, um, she was on a project with Jeff Deverett, who was the executive producer of full out. And so they got to talking. He said, he want to do this type of series with, you know, comeback stories and inspirational Disney esque whatever she told him my story. And then I got the call. Mm. So wow. that was crazy. So, and then he would be like, okay, well we're, it's in the works, you know, I'll be, I'll be in touch with you. Okay. Oh. 6 months later after everything's forgotten. Hey, Hey Ari, it, it's still going, you know, now we're trying to get a writer now, but it's still going like, okay. I'm did like, you have mm-hmm.
0: to sign off your rights or Eventually. something? Okay, Eventually. Eventually
1: okay, okay. when it when 3 years later when it actually did happen. Yeah. Wow, this was oh in the works God. for oh a yeah. while. Oh yeah. So that's why it was like when he told me and then yeah, you were he like, would uh, resurface yeah. every 6 months to a year and I'd be like Okay, I've heard that before. Right, you know, it's like, right, right. One that just doesn't happen. Who makes Who makes a movie about anybody's life? Yeah. You know, and who just like calls you out of the blue? Yeah. And like, why is this important enough or like exciting enough? Or why are people interested? Like, mm. like, it, it was just yeah, yeah. it was just crazy. So then he called me. I want to say like a month prior to filming. He's like, okay, it's happening. We're casting. Um, we're shooting in October. <laughs> This is this is what's happening. We're going to do it in Toronto because he's Canadian, actually. Yeah, okay. And so as a director and like a, a large portion of the cast and crew were as well because they get tax benefits. Yeah, film a lot of
0: uh, films shoot there. Yeah. yeah.
1: So he's like, OK, so we want you to be involved as much as you can. We obviously I signed my life rights agreements and oh, you wow. know we had a contract and everything. And um, I, f- I took a leave of absence from work for a month. Like how cool is that, that they let me like I was working at Fox I mean I still at Fox Sports but yeah. I was at Fox Sports and they're like sure yeah but like what is you that you like, I, I want to a, a movie about, about myself yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean it was pretty cool yeah so but wait,
0: but you did the, the the stunts the stunts which, which is crazy cra- I, I, but like yeah. how much how much uh, longer <laughs> after college was this because you hadn't done gymnastics too in a long while. too
1: much longer yeah wow. yeah. So yeah. I, it was about five years. Wow. Here, and you had is, not
0: done gymnastics for five years well, at that point. okay.
1: I did stunt work after okay. college, so it wasn't like – so mean, maybe it had been a few years. But still, but that's – But when you're 26 yeah. and you're trying to, to do the stuff you did when you were however it, yeah. old, like, Oy. it was no joke getting back. It took over a month just to get back into shape, like, wow. get back into it. But I'm so happy I did it. And, and Jeff, the you know, our executive producer – asked me if I wanted to do it and it was like a tough decision it was like gosh I have to motivate myself to get into the gym three to four days a week because mm-hmm. that's h- how you're going to do it in such a quick turnaround mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so I actually um I paid our um our assistant coach that's there right now Randy Lane in wine to <laughs> to come in <laughs> with me <laughs> after okay. like the girls practices yeah and I would come in to you know 3 4 days a week and he would just train me and wow, like I wow. couldn't have done it without him. Amazing. That's hard to motivate yourself especially when you're like so used to being part of a team mm-hmm. that like motivates each other and it's like, "Oh, I got to get my ass to the gym right yeah. now." And like, do things I haven't done in forever. Mm-hmm. Like, can my body even do
0: that anymore? I don't know. But it
1: did. But shoot. <laughs> I don't know how but it did it.
0: So, when you saw the movie, were you like what were what was going through your mind? Was it just crazy? I don't know. I can't even imagine. Yeah, I, I mean the funny thing is
1: is like I asked the director like before we started shooting, I was like, Wait, so is the character's name Ariana
0: Berlin? Yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. Yeah, we were we were just watching uh we were watching the trailer again just to refresh our memories and we were like, Oh my god, her name is actually Ariana yeah. Berlin. Like it's weird it doesn't even And say that, that was like crazy to me. He's like, Yeah, of
1: course. It's like yeah. based on you. I'm like, Oh, that's really weird. <laughs> and, like, all the time on set, they kept going, Ariana, Ariana, Ariana. And I'm um, like, what, what, what? And they're like, no, no, not you. The a- actor. actor. Yeah. Oh and God. Anna Golia, who was like, my mini-me. I she's lo- so cute. Oh, my cute. God. Like She was just in town. We got a quick lunch. Oh. I mean, we'll. she'll be in my life forever. She can't yeah. Do you meet her at the wedding?
0: The she no, was there with no, I didn't see her. Yeah.
1: And she was at the brunch the next day, too. Oh, sure. I didn't see her. The girl who looked like me. No, right? <laughs> <no, laughs>
0: you guys look a lot alike. Yeah. Oh, no, God. she
1: she was... I mean, I couldn't have asked for someone better. That must be
0: so surreal to see your story project onto the big Ah, screen through somebody else's, you know what I mean?
1: 100%. I mean, and then, yeah, and then watching it for the first time, it's just like, you know, the story's based on my life and the Mm -hmm. story. So, I mean, there's obviously parts that need to be fabricated Mm -hmm. to make sense, like, Bringing the Sea World storyline and all these other random storylines to make like a comprehensive film probably Mm -hmm. wouldn't have made sense. So you know, like the crew, the 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 names are different, and but there was a crew, and like Mm -hmm. how I actually got into dancing wasn't through my physical therapist; it was you know through just taking classes. Yeah, right. But there needed to be some like connective storylines throughout, of course. Totally. But I mean, having my whole family like in Toronto, like sitting in the stands, like just being a part of a film about all of us you know my parents were in it like it's just
0: surreal and just like did that happen yeah and it's so cool you have this like record you have like a something you could show your kids you're like this is a movie that was made after my life yeah like that's an incredible heirloom I love that yeah um okay so now how'd you get into Fox Sports and like what you're doing right now and what are you even doing right now so I'm
1: a producer for, like, our originals, original content um, department it. at Fox Sports. Got it.
0: And you started that right after college?
1: I, so I didn't start at Fox Sports right after college, but I was, so I was at UCLA when I graduated. I was always interested in film. I picked up a film minor. Mm. I started, I, I, w- I was super techie and I want to learn how to edit. Mm-hmm. And so I picked up, you know, Final Cut and then I would always shadow, like, our athletic video department and help cut, like, our gymnastics pre-meet videos or that was on the big screen in, like, Poly Pavilion, or I was always involved in some aspect because I just wanted to learn. And then when I graduated, I was hired like part time as an associate editor, mm. and so I just learned a ton about editing and film, and just loved being in that atmosphere. Mm. And I get a call from the press officer of U.S. Women's National Soccer Team, and he's like, "Yeah, you know this girl, Carrie Bradley." the daughter of the, the old um, U.S. men's national team coach who is, she was the manager of UCLA soccer team, the women's mm. team. So she had passed my name along. He called me and he's like, do you want to, you know, do you want to travel with the women's national soccer team and do like their video content? I'm like, wow. yes. And I traveled for two years all around the world, probably 15 different countries, went to the Olympics in London with them when they won gold. Wow. Um, and i went to some I countries know. you may or may not have heard of, like Azerbaijan. And <laughs> <laughs> How
0: <laughs> can yeah, your no. life story go on even more? <laughs> like, damn. oh, my God. <laughs> we
1: like need to get videos. our shit together. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, bit. no. Um, so, yeah, wow. and then from there it was just like, Went to NFL Network for for a period of time, and then came back to Fox, and now I've been at Fox for almost five years. Wow, that's so, amazing! Oh
0: my god! Also, I saw an, your brother posted Instagram of you talking to Kobe.
1: Oh yeah, how do you was, know
0: Kobe? Co- how do you know Kobe? Okay, so this is really
1: crazy. So before my car accident, I would go to, it's called Active Release Technique. It's like a type of massage, physical therapy thingy. And okay. his name is Dan Salstad. He's in San Diego, and. Before and after my car accident and throughout my collegiate career at UCLA, mm-hmm. he saved my life. Like, he – he, if you have any injury, go to him. It's done. It's wow. fixed. Game over. He's incredible. And so this was still before I was at UCLA, and Dan tells me that he started working on Bill Walton and Luke Walton and Kobe. Uh, and let's just oh. say Dan's called me in for a, a couple appointments when those guys have been around. <laughs> oh, my okay? God. So good. So I've met all three of them. And look, I was 15. Or I was yeah. super young, maybe even be- you know younger than that. And I, I remember talking to Kobe. This was after my accident, actually. So he kind of knew the story. But mm. when I saw him at the Laker game, he didn't remember that part. Yeah. But. Since then, Dan has been working on Kobe throughout his career and still mm-hmm. works on Kobe. So he drives up there and Kobe comes down to L.A. I mean, to San Diego. Oh. So Dan, I guess, told him about the girl that he had met when I a, a while ago and that there's a movie about her life. And... Dan has sent me like screenshots of text conversations between the two of them, of Kobe saying, "My kids love her movie; <gasps> they watch it full oh, out. Wow. Like, my God, she's got Mamba blood." I'm like, "What? What?" And yeah, and that's then, crazy. You know, it, he has his own production company. Yeah. He was talking about some like up and coming, maybe gymnastics projects he'd want me to get involved oh. in. And so it kind of progressed a little bit. And then Dan texts me, he's like, "Kobe's going to be calling you this week." <gasps> what? It's It didn't happen. (laughs) I I was like, what? Oh, okay. So it didn't happen. So, but Dan has always been keeping me in the loop with this. So we were at the Laker game. My husband got great seats and Kobe was like 15 feet from me. (gasps) And I'm like, people are coming up to him. Like, I don't want to be that person. Like, uh." so I'm like, okay, let me text Dan and get a read on the situation. So I text Dan. I was like, Kobe's like 15 feet away from me. Crazy. And he's like, you have to go up to him.
0: Oh my God. I'm like, Because
1: I didn't know if he would actually know who I am. Like, it's only hearsay. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be super stupid. So I'm like, okay. So I literally, like, walked up to him, patted him on the back, and I was like, Dan Salstad says says hi. And he kind of looked at me and was like, I'm Ariana Berlin. And, like, as I'm saying it, (gasps) he stands up. He walks around everybody. He gives me a huge oh hug. God. And he's like, My kids love your movie. You're such an inspiration. I'm like, You're such an inspiration. <laughs> like, like, what do you mean? And he's like, I heard you got married. I'm like, Oh my God, my husband's right over there. It was just, he's like, That's You know, I'm crazy. working on this project. I, I know. Dance told me about it. Like, let me know. And he's, it was just like, Wow. Is this real life, life? life? I don't think I said a peep the rest of the game. I was like, Okay, my life. I'm like, You're yeah, done. That's it. <laughs> That's crazy.
0: Wow. Yeah. Oh, so my that, was, God.
1: that was a cool moment. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I my mean, God.
0: Yes, I would agree. Yeah. Um. Okay, we have... Oh, my God. We have been... Wow. We've been stories. chatting. Woof. Um, okay, we're going to wrap up, but yeah. I want everyone... You tell us where they can find you, but also oh, tell wait, us Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, find, I have one last question. Um, oh, she has one last um, question. Um, this is so unrelated to everything we've been talking about, but I just need to ask you. Okay. Your skin... I'm sorry. Mm-hmm, it like, looks what? like yes. an Instagram filter. Yes, yes. What do you do... You I'm do for the podcast listener Oh, yeah. oh the only listener I'm oh not going to help you at all You don't do anything oh, yeah <gasps> It's really it. bad Okay it's get really out bad. of this room I,
1: I th- th- I've, you Look don't I just started like washing my face What? Yeah And now Okay I'm actually convinced I it's genetics to I'm done up. spending it's money genetics. on skincare. It's this genetics. shit's genetics <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: fine. I, I've genetics. definitely <laughs>
1: lucked out I've definitely Yeah so, wow. Sorry listener Okay that was just making me feel great about my life Well Alright great Great Okay. Um, okay, yeah, so tell
0: everyone where they can find you, where they can find the the movie and yes, everything Yes, like it.
1: Okay, so you can find the movie. It's on Netflix. It's called Full Out. Check Ooh. it out. It's awesome, if I might say so myself. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at, at Ariana Berlin. And is that it? Yeah, that's it. She also has a Wikipedia oh. page. Yeah. I also have a wine and dine instagram but oh, i never do. use but maybe i'll start using it again yes you should i remember I when, should. when you posted I that i know i just like it's a lot of work it's like a second job it is i became uh, like yeah. i got on yelp mm-hmm. i got a facebook for it i got like all yeah, these platforms it's a lot. i'm like i'm gonna do this i was like this is so, too much it's so hard to keep yeah. up but um, it's at wine and dine wine and then n and then dine la <laughs> <Okay>. nice <laughs> got it we're all following uh, you um, i just <laughs> realized
0: that ariana is actually polymathic yeah, you are. Oh, my God. So that polymathic is like the word of the podcast. It means oh. like you have a diverse set of interests and oh. that you are well, you're well versed in like a wide a range of, of things of subject matters. And what's which the is word again? Polymathic. polymathic. Is this an actual word? Yes. yes. Shoot, and this I'm is literally just, like, sorry, like yes. this is, <laughs> the is the highest compliment you can dance, get on this podcast. Film, wow. Wine, food, Thanks, sports, like producer It's too much. You Editing. say yes to
1: everything and then you have a lot of interest Great advice. No? Great, advice. great advice say yes yeah. to everything yeah. say yes to everything guys.
0: Okay. okay, where can they find you, Mads? I mean, you guys know. Okay, that's great. <laughs> Fatty mail. You can find me at Scout Sobo and you can find Okay Sis at Okay Sis Podcasts. This
1: was so, so- fun. Thanks Thank guys. guys. Love you guys. <laughs>